you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're gonna be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch, good night, bye bang. Hey friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, oh boy. Uh, what do they wow. call it tonight? St. Patrick's Day Slam? Was that what it was? You got that right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Punctuated by one of the best matches of the year by far. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa absolutely tore the Brutal. house down. Brutal. Brutal match. Thumbtacks, ladders, chairs. Uh, man, this match had everything in it and more. Uh, and, uh, it, 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 it was really something special, man. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot, like anything we could say would was do the match a disservice because it was so damn good. Yeah. They went out there and busted their, busted, busted, busted their tails, worked hard, put their bodies on the line, told a hell of a story. And it's two performances. You know, we've been saying, and, and I my apologies. Someone in chat mentioned that uh, about AEW's women's division. How far too often the, it, it, the division as a whole has felt like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think starting, especially with the women's tournament, we mm-hmm. started to see that turn around. They're investing. Yeah, not all the matches were on TV, but they gave all the matches time, whether they're on TV or on YouTube. They were telling stories within the matches that was that were carrying over match to match. It seemed like finally there's creative cohesion going on within the women's division around this tournament. Even preceding that was this Brit Thunderosa story that's been going on for months. Mm-hmm. And at every turn up until tonight, Brit has come out on the winning side of things. Yeah, And so it made all the sense in the world for this outcome to be this outcome, um, for it to main event, for them to put forth the performances they put forth. Um, it's just, it's going to go, it's, it's damn memorable. And it's going to be probably, I say with a good degree of confidence, uh, probably up for some friend to awards come the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was one of those, you, you just know that it's like one of those special moments, like Thunder Rosa got opened up first and then I, I, I went to get like a quick cup of water. And when I came back, I had to watch it over the, uh, the, when Brit got opened up, Oh man, man. she just poured out blood and there's all sorts poured of great out. pictures. We used uh, we, we, we desaturated, one of the better ones, uh, just a really great picture for the thumbnail for the for the YouTube version of this mm-hmm. episode today, mm-hmm. and uh, and just some really really great. You can tell they both put everything they had into this mm-hmm. match. 
Obviously, they got a lot to prove in terms of the the general perception, as you mentioned, about the women's division. Um, and I agree with you in terms of the women's tournament. Yeah, dude, even though they didn't put a lot of those matches on their programming, on, on, their, on their TV show, um, I do feel that there was a difference in the way I, I don't even know if you can if I can put a finger as to what exactly the difference is. But when they had their women's tag tournament, even that kind of felt like an afterthought. And it was presented in the same way. In this case, there just seemed to be a lot more hype. Maybe it was because they you know did the, the, the one of the brackets in Japan. There seemed to be just a lot more energy behind their push of that tournament. Yeah, there seemed to be a lot more energy behind the push. There seemed to be. You know, maybe it was because it was for a title shot as opposed to the tag tournament. They got medals, you know? Yeah. There seemed to be a bit more prestige behind it. You win this, you get a title shot. That's, that means something. And, urgen- and urgency to the whole thing. Urgency, and there were a lot of yes. surprises in the tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it doesn't hurt that you have names like, you know, Maki Ito, who, you know, fans of the Joshi community, um, which admittedly, I, you know, I'm I'm at the very bottom of that, just, you know, starting to learn. Um you know, was introduced to all sorts of great names through this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, for, for them to be on a roll and then, Hey, we have something good going. Let's punctuate it with this. What is probably, I don't know. Do you think this is the blow off match between these two? I mean, they're, they're yeah, going to suspect yeah, for the time so. being anyways, they're going to circle yeah. back around at some point. You would think so. You would think so. At some point you're, you'd assume that we're going to get that Thunder Rosa's all elite picture coming up on Twitter yeah. at some point this year. Um, and you know, uh, you got, we've been kind of expecting Brit to get her hands on that title months now, pretty much ever since she turned heel and started hitting home run after home run every week on the mic. I'm really happy they've taken their time with putting the title on her um, because when that moment happens, it's going to feel all the more incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, sometimes you see someone uh, and we see people, someone that's, 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 that's got a hot hand at the moment. Who's got a lot of momentum and sometimes they put the belt on them right away and then they don't know what to do, Mm -hmm, you know? Um, And, and I, you know, I, I don't want to make, it's unfair to 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 a degree to make comparisons to Stone Cold, but look at Stone Cold's push. Um, Stone Cold, he started getting hot in '96. He won King of the Ring in '96. They took a year and a half before they put that belt on him. Yeah, they let him build and build and build and build and get momentum and get momentum. Um, and I think if you want long term success, success of like huge magnitude, that's the approach to take. Um, someone starts getting momentum behind him. You just don't shove the belt on it right away. Mm-hmm. You let it build. Well, and also, so when, yeah. when, when, the, when it's time for them to have their moment, it feels undeniable. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no need to rush it at this point anyways. I mean, nope. if you look at, look, both, both these competitors came out looking like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Britt had the moment where she stares into the camera, much like the last time she bled profusely. <laughs> on camera, I guess in that sense, it's fair. It's, it's fair to make the Stone Cold comparison because you go back to his match against Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, that's the match that really. Yeah, he caught fire before that. That's the match that really. Well, that's the, that's him the match the that really that, that it really turned him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you look at nobody, nobody comes out looking bad here. I mean, Britt mm-hmm. took the loss, and I, you know, you you also kind of wonder. Okay, yeah, at at any moment. You could see Thunder Rosa, uh, you know, stand in front of that a, that fake AW brick wall. 
with the title, with the thing on it. They, they, it would be great if they made that a big deal because that's going to happen at some point. She does have an N- the NWA pay-per-view coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Back to the Attack, is that what it's called? Attack back the to, back. back to the Attack or Back at the Attack or something, something like that. that. Um, so she's got that pay-per-view. I mean, I have no idea what, you know, I mean, besides what's already out she's there. She's wrestling Camille. Camille, I think. Camille, she's right. Re- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but contractually, I don't know exactly what is going on with her in the NWA. But, I mean, clearly, given her this win in the main event, um, I mean, she is pretty much an, an AEW wrestler. I wonder if part of it is, hey, she has to go spend some time in NWA. They're going to have a title match with Sheeta because Sheeta mm-hmm. was backstage looking this obviously you know propel somebody to that top spot and uh and you know maybe she'll lose maybe she'll win i don't know i mean things seem to be so fluid and open when it comes to these talent arrangements between companies that it kind of i mean obviously at this point it doesn't matter if she's legitimately signed to AEW. i think that's probably given what i've seen from her from her uh, twitter feed it seems to be a goal of hers to like call Mm -hmm. that home um, mm-hmm. So it wouldn't, it's not going to shock anybody when the moment she's out of that contract with NWA, you know, she'll get that that big logo. She is all elite. Yeah. She is yeah. all elite. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but that's going to be. I something tells me they're going to do like they'll they'll they're not going to just announce that on Twitter, man. That's going to be a ceremony. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's going to be a thing. I know because Thunder Rosa has become a cornerstone, a yeah. cornerstone yeah. of that division. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic match. Uh, you know, we'll go through it beat by beat later on. But if you haven't watched it yet, go out, seek it out, watch it. It's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other stuff, uh, we met uh, or we learned the name of uh, MJF's new faction. <laughs> MJF's new, uh, <laughs> his new beer company. Yeah, his new, beer, his new brewery. Brewing <laughs> his company. new brewery, yeah. Um, he dropped a promo, more or less explaining why. Um and you know it's 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 it more or less what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say it wasn't good because it was good because mm-hmm. MJF is good on the mic. Um, and then uh, let's get into this. Well, let's, so let's, let's get into this because I want to talk about this Cody match. Um, <laughs> okay, so it so kicked off show, with Penta versus Cody. Yeah. Well, the show kicked off with a quick shot of uh, MJF's new faction arriving mm, yeah. early in the day via private jet private to get into jet, a limo. Yeah. You know, starting with the the Horseman or maybe Evolution. Uh, comparison. So yes, the show kicked off with Penta L uh Cerro Miedo mm-hmm. uh taking on Cody. Um before the match starts we get a quick little Penta picture in picture promo. Talks about breaking Cody's arm. He's going early paternity leave. And so the whole match is is Cody, he's got the bad arm. And Penta it takes him a little while. He's you know he does the leg kick thing which he does all the time and it's great. He eventually starts to work Cody's arm. Um it's a lot of decent back and forth. Uh, and but like, Co- uh, sorry, Penta kicks out of a <laughs> destroyer. Yeah, he kicks out of a crossroads. Yeah. He kicks out of a vertebra. A vertebraker <laughs> kicking out of everything. Was Cody on Twitter? I saw. I saw, I've seen a lot of vertebrakers on Twitter lately. Oh, maybe. I think he's been hanging uh, on Twitter. And so uh, Cody locks on a figure four. Penta gets the ropes. Like he's just taking everything Cody's got and just like chewing it up and spitting it back out at Cody. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Cody goes for. Another figure four, Penta reverses that into the arm breaker thing on Cody's mm-hmm. bad arm. On his Pop. bad arm, and he does the snapping of the arm thing. Yeah. That kills everybody. It kills everybody. Yeah. Cody rolls him up for the win. Ah! Like oh. in one fluid motion, break of the arm rolled for the win. I love Cody so much. 
Get out of here with that nonsense. Get out of here. I love it. He's Cody Rhodes, man. There's only there's more than one royal family in wrestling, man. One of them is the Rhodes. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I'm fine. I'm good. Get this roll. Pen, poor Penta. Ridiculous. He's got the and then so afterwards, this is the greatest, the second greatest moment in, of, of Dynamite tonight. So Penta attacks after the match. He attacks Cody. The entire Nightmare family minus QT comes out. They run him off. There is a split second shot of Pentagon in the crowd, like this, arms crossed, and he's got the little St. Patrick's Day hat on. Oh, and it was a moment, and then he gave it back to the fan because they cut back to him, and it's off. But it was so brilliant, good. brilliant, brilliant, so good. brilliant. Pet is such a great personality. I think man. it was Kirsten in our mod chat that uh, that gave us that frame. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. I, I put it on our Instagram at Stephen Larson on the Instagram. So Penta great. finally starts watering back up by the by the tunnel, and QT just saunters out. Everybody's like, "Where were you? Like, every, are you late?" Number one. You had like 18,000 people out there, you know, getting Penta off, right? Getting Penta off. Running him off. Yeah. And then he moseys up. And so everybody starts yelling, oh, QT, where were you? But he's like right next to Penta. If they wanted to attack, why didn't QT just attack in the moment? This guy is such a bastard. He just moseys on out. They're pissed off. He's checked out, man. You guys treat him like crap. Lee Johnson didn't even name him as, as helping him out. Get out there and start your own family, QT. This poor bastard. Go. He got go. all his credit cards stolen by uh, by the bunny. I don't blame him. It probably sucks being in the nightmare family. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, hey, oh, we're hit, sitting here at Thanksgiving, and Pharaoh has a table at Thanksgiving table, and QT comes over with his plate. Oh, where am I going to sit? Oh, sorry. The only seats left the dog bed. Sorry. <laughs> dog. Exactly. Pharaoh's dog. It's a really nice dog bed. And he looks over at Pharaoh and Pharaoh's over there like got this nice opulent plate with everything, all the fixings, gravy and, and everything. It, and this, he looks over to QT look at his chop. <laughs> and then QT starts to go to his dog bed and he goes, and sits down. <laughs> no, he sits down. He, it is, he's sitting down, squatting down. He drops his whole plate of food on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then one of the other dogs comes over and eats it. <laughs> Doesn't even get his meal. Poor QT. Idiot. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. That was good. All right. Next up, Marvez interviewing the Young Bucks. And uh, they're calling out uh, uh, Pen- uh, F- uh, Phoenix and Pack. And uh, he's like, hey, you, uh, Phoenix, you might just beat us in singles competition, but these here are tag titles. This is Matt Jackson speaking. He's like, these are tag titles. We're the best tag team in the world, et cetera, et cetera. Don Callis, dickhead, comes in, says, uh, yeah, I was worried about your dad. And so I brought you guys a T-shirt. And it's like the no leg slap T-shirt that they got going now. He cops to faking the kick to the eye. He's like, yeah, no, I told I, I faked that. Uh, he says, you know, I just I did that, though, because I wanted you guys to kick me like for reals to see your passion like you had in New Japan. He says, you guys came here and started your own company instead. All elite. There's nothing elite about you. He says, yeah, I didn't. Matt's talking about him changing Kenny and, and, and corrupting him. And he's like, yeah, I did change Kenny. Now he's a god of pro wrestling. I love that they're referring to Kenny as a god, and they're going to keep on pushing that because eventually we're going to get the god versus, versus god Kota thing. Bushi, yeah. yep. So he says, he's up here, and now you guys are down here in the basement. He says, he doesn't even recognize you anymore because you're not elite. He says, I just want to leave you with this one question. When you look in the mirror, do you see the same Nick and Matt that I saw in New Japan? And then he saunters off. 
And then, True. and then Excalibur says, Don Callis living up to his reputation as a piece of garbage. Yeah. That was a good line there. That was good. Uh, next, we got Jade Cargill versus Danny Jordan. The match lasted just about as long as me announcing the participants. Mm-hmm. I think Danny Jordan might have tried for a little bit of offense. She ate a nasty pump kick, Oof, yeah. a German suplex yeah. where Jade basically threw her across the ring. That was great. And then a glam slam uh, gets Jade Cargill the win. Afterwards, she goes ring st- ringside. Her and Red Velvet start talking trash to each other. Ref holds back Jade. I do appreciate there's a little bit of continuity stuff. I mean, I know that Dark is in canon and everything, but uh, Danny Jordan took on Red Velvet in her previous and match. And Red Velvet beat her, yeah. And part of that was her talking crap about not being able to beat Jade Cargill, but of course. Yep. Red Velvet beat her, and then Jade Cargill t- beat her, too. It's that attention to detail that I appreciate about AEW. It's good stuff. Just don't want to watch three hours of matches every Tuesday. Uh, after that, we've got... Uh, well, that's uh, two hours on Monday, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, MJF's group. Uh, uh, Tully has a promo first. We don't know their name yet. He says, one week ago, we stood in here with the inner circle. Supposed to be AEW's best group. And you saw, I don't know why I'm starting to drift into LA Knight. Everything. You, you did that earlier. I, I just about called you out on it. And you saw Santana Ortiz handcuffed. Hager, two champagne bottles upside his head. Sammy wearing a chair. And the great Chris Jericho laid out. And that makes this group the best group now. That puts us at the pinnacle of this sport. And I was like, oh. Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Pinnacle okay. Brewing. Got let's it. let's yeah. hear that again. Pinnacle Brewing. Yeah. He Pinnacle said, brewing, I started yeah. my career with the greatest group, and I'm going to end my career with the greatest group. And then MJF says, so I guess I really am Judas now, huh, dummies? He says, it wasn't easy being in your shadow, Jericho. I had to fall further back. Uh, well, he, he, he said, he said <laughs> I was pretending to like Jericho's no walk of the park. That's something you could do more of, champ. You probably have this a bit more verbatim because some of these okay. were really nasty rips, yeah. dude. Yeah, so he says, well, he's taking a backseat to Jericho for six months, and every time he spoke, MJF says I'd fall back as far as Jericho's hairline. Ooh. He says, damn sure it wasn't easy separating Jericho from his good buddy Sammy as far as his left peck from his right peck, uh, but I did it. Uh, Jericho, uh, he said, I played uh, his Jericho's games, pretend to like him, and it worked. Jericho thought he was taking MJF under his wing when really MJF was just plucking him feather by feather and then the coup de gras. He convinced everyone he wanted to take over the inner circle, but from day one, the goal was to kill the inner circle from the inside. He wanted to destroy the strongest faction in AEW and Honest Remains build one even stronger. He said Tully was right when he called them the pinnacle because that's what they are. Look at this lineup. And he goes, member my member, puts mm-hmm. them all over. Mm-hmm. He goes, then there's me. The guy who's only been on national TV for a year, who's already the most talked about guy in the business. He's unstoppable in the ring, on the mic. He's only 24 years old. He's only going to get better with age. He's got a good 25 years left in him. It makes us all uh, at home watching so angry. We just want to stick our fist through our Ooh. TV. Because when his career is all said and done, Jericho isn't going to be the GOAT. That spot is reserved for him. They are pinnacle. They are family. They are the backbone of AEW for years to come. They will take every premier championship. Uh, they will take what they want when they want it. And right now, they want Chris Jericho's locker room. And he says, but before we go, we're, I'm going to send Chris a heartwarming message. He goes, I'm sorry. It's been about six months. I'm better than you, and you know it. And we'd like to invite you to try our new IPA, Pinnacle IPA. Yes. It's better than It's you. better than other IPAs and you know it it's the better than brew uh, alright so after that we had uh, Matt yeah so Pinnacle uh, 
you know, no references to the horsemen besides Tully mentioning, you know, how he started well, and out and all the them. suits, the limousines, the private jets, all that. Mm, I mean, it's it's you know, I'm glad they they didn't go along the you know, like in TNA it was Fortune, you yeah. know, um, yeah. trying to awkwardly shoehorn. If you're not gonna just be the four horsemen, if you're not gonna get their blessing and just be like, okay, we're just gonna do that. Then just don't do it. Don't don't try to yeah. make some cheesy reference to it. You know the name Pinnacle. I I don't I I, I like it well enough. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, the, here's the thing: they're not going to be shirt wearing guys, so it kind of doesn't matter what their logo is. Like nobody's going to wear this thing. Well, what, yeah. okay, people will buy the shirt and they'll wear it, but nobody's none, none of the guys that are in the group are going to wear they're this suits. stuff. They all wear suits. suits. Yeah, they're not merch guys. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if their logo looks terrible. After that, we had uh, Matt Hardy's crew. He doesn't really have a name for his group, does he? Well, it's, Matt, it's the Matt Hardy's Empire. He says building an empire. Okay, so I didn't know if that was like the name that he's going to use or if I he was just saying I'm building an empire. Sh- that's the shorthand for me. Okay, I was I just put Matt Hardy's g- crew. Oh, all right. Uh, and then we had uh, versus Jurassic Express plus Bear Country. Um, this has all the sort of standard you know, shenanigans, Luchasaurus dominating whenever he's in the ring Mm -hmm. towards the end. Marco gets a bit greedy tags in just in there way too long. Cause like, he's not very good. And uh private party end up hitting gin and juice on him. Matt tags in, which is their finish. Matt tags in just to pin him. And, uh, and after the match bear country, not too happy with Jurassic express. Well, they were, there was all sorts of infighting between Jurassic express and, and, and bear country. Why were they even put together in the first place? Because like the whole Genesis of them knowing each other is bear country, eliminating Luchasaurus from that rumble. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they time just not on the same page. It's like, what? Oh, I'm a dinosaur. You guys are bears. We didn't even exist in the same period. Yeah. It was like millions of years to separate us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After that, we had Mox and Kingston. This was very casual. This seemed like these two guys talking. This was there's nothing. This was literally just okay. Roll the camera and we're gonna talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mox was in a bad mood. Talked about getting handcuffed, beat down. He said I should be on a beach or maybe in a hot tub, but instead I'm going to war. Sometimes you got to step back and fix the real problem, though. And the real problem here is the Good Brothers. Everyone loves the Good Brothers. I don't like the Good Brothers, not because I wasted my money on talking shop mania. I don't like them because they're cheap shot artists. I know, because like it's a plug, but it's like you know, it's like oh, what's Eddie, that? Eddie started laughing. Eddie started legit laughing at that. Yeah, one. he says uh, they're everywhere. And then he can. He said gallows in his weird googly eyes. He sort of compared him to like a weird child's art project. Well, Eddie Ed Kingston called him Forky from Toy Story Four. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So that was kind of rude to be honest with you. And then they talk about Chad. Too bad, of course, Carl Anderson. Uh, Kingston, Kingston talks about, uh, you know, having seen the two sweet years ago on TNT. Uh, and he says, you know, we can joke around, but this isn't Tokyo. This isn't the impact zone. And then he throws out a couple of 50 cent and Tupac quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. he says, cowards die a thousand deaths, but men like us soldiers, we die once. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Yes. After that, we finally heard from Christian Cage. He talks. Cage. Oh, boy. He had a lot to get off his chest. Man. He did have a lot to say. And it sounds like the reason he came with it to AEW, Steve, is to prove to you that he is a Hall of Famer. So, uh, of course, the first question, why did you come to AEW? He mm-hmm. says, before I answer that, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. There's a term of the wrestling business for someone who gets the ring and busts their ass more than mm-hmm. anyone. They're called a workhorse. Ah. And then he says, well, I'm here. Uh, I'm workhorse. I make wrestling better. <laughs> I make wrestlers level up. I'm more workhorse of pro wrestling. If you forgot about that, once I step foot in the ring, you'll remember that real quick. Can we get a horse uh, in the chat, please, for the workhorse, please? We, we got to enforce it. Can we put this on the board, please? Okay, continue. Liz. Yes, put the board. Uh, he says, uh, you know, all, all these young guys worry that I'm going to come in and take their spot. He says, I'm only interested in one spot. That's Kenny's. He said, uh, last week, Kenny scooped my time. And he said, I kind of appreciate that because it allowed me to meet him. Um, but Kenny, you're on borrowed time. Uh, he knows he has to prove himself before he gets a title shot and get some wins, but he will. And Kenny, oh, sorry, he he knows he and Kenny will collide. Uh, he's an AEW to cement his leg- legacy, legacy and out work everyone. So uh, he says, you know, I come in here as a veteran. People say, oh, he wants to take my spot. He's like, no, the spot I want is the top Kenny's. spot. It's Kenny's. <laughs> it's yes. the champion. Everything below that's fine. He's like, I'm not going to take your upper mid card spot, Miro. Oh, Darby, you want your TNT title? Have it. Take it. It's all yours. I want to be above all that. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he'll he'll have to have a match against Cody first to to, to, to leapfrog him. Oh, well, pff, leapfrog Cody. What madness do you speak of, my friend? Apparently, even with one bad arm, he can <laughs> prevent anybody from leapfrogging him. Exactly. After that, we had. Uh, Mox and Eddie Kingston versus the Good Brothers. Uh, before the match, before the bell rings, they brawl a lot. Uh, the Good Brothers hit Magic Killer on the outside on Mox. They roll Eddie in. The bell rings. Carl Anderson works on uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, Mox finally gets a tag in. Goes off, but Good Brothers come back. They look for Magic Killer. Kingston breaks it up. Take out Anderson. Uh, takes out Anderson, rather. Mox rolls up Gallows for three. They win. Forky. 
but Good Brothers attack afterwards. Uh, they sort of take out Kingston first, and they hold Mox while Kenny comes down with uh, Ga- uh, uh, Gallus. <laughs> Don Don <laughs> Gallus. Callus. Kenny's got a chair. Don oh, Gallus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kenny's got a chair. He sits down on it to like I don't know, talk to Mox or something, and then Kingston comes in, pushes him off. But then Good Brothers, because Mox and Kingston are all beat up, they hit a magic killer on on Kingston, put a chair on Eddie's leg, and stomp it from the top. They put a chair on Mox's throat, like around his head, but the Bucks come down, stop that from getting out of hand. Good Brothers and Kenny, they want a too sweet. Bucks are like, no, man, no, you guys, you're, you're going too far. You're, you know, they keep on yelling at, at Gallus, and, uh, and they start, John, they leave the ring, and they, but they still continue to jaw, and that gives well, Mox like- enough time. I like that bit where Matt's about to leave and Kenny uh, turns him around and like pushes a two sweet right into his face. <laughs> yeah, man. I was just fully expecting the Bucks to super kick uh, Don Callis tonight. I, I thought that was going to happen. I mean, Kenny got so upset he took his shirt off, throws it at Matt's feet. I am looking forward to that stereo super kicks for Don Callis. I hope mm-hmm. he eats that because, boy, he's yep. got it coming. They're setting it up. He's really good at being a oof, just a prick. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So you, you mentioned Mox. He got to his feet. He got yeah. a chair. Started swinging around. Mm-hmm. Kenny and, and Good Brothers flee. Uh, next, Tony Schiavone uh, interviews Sting and Darby Allen. This was actually uh, more consequential. Than a lot of other uh, this uh, was interview a, segments. A mess, but it was hilarious. We had two they, turns here, man. I mean, we they kinda, got a lot in, man. We, we kind of had in. a turn in last week with Archer, but then we had another turn. So Darby comes out and he says, I won this TNT title in, was it November or December? Whatever. Anyways, he November, won it. November, November. November. He won it at, uh, at full gear. Yeah. And he says, and I guess what? I've defended it three times. The crowd starts cheering and he's like, no, listen, that's not, no, man. I mean, that's, that's not a enough. Joke. That's a that's joke. A joke. <laughs> Don't cheer that. And he and, says, now that everything is done with Team Taz, I want to defend this belt every week. And I want to start by paying tribute to the greatest TNT champ of all time. The crowd starts chanting Cody. I know, right? And then he was, and I was like, because in my head I was like, oh yeah, it's Cody. <laughs> I mean, hard to argue with that. But and then, then he, this guy here, yeah, then he issues an open challenge. Any member of the Dark Order, he's talking about Brody Lee. Okay, I'm hold on a second. I'm glad you caught that too. They okay, so chat here is saying they were chanting Brody. They do, oh, really? they? they do rhyme. I heard Cody, and I don't know I if that's Cody just too. because. I'm thinking Cody because when I think Cody, I still think I, th- I think TNT title. I mean, I was okay. So they, they, everybody heard Brody. I, I okay, totally good. and that's good. That's really that's good. That's I'm good. really glad that's about good. that. Me too. In my I heard, head, I, I thought, thought Cody. I, thought I heard Cody. I heard Cody. I thought I heard Cody. <laughs> we're the okay, but we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that's better. That's better. Uh, so he says, "Any member of the Dark Order wants a title shot," and then Archer comes out. He's like. <laughs> How many times do you gonna Tony, are you gonna interview Sting? Hold on, who says this? Who said this? Asian Murr said Cody heard Cody. <laughs> he did. He's like, hey, what? Uh well. Uh Archer says it should be my time all the time. Says uh, talks to Darby, says the internet, internet might think you're terrific, but you're the most indie-rific wrestler I've ever seen. And if you like coughing so much, I'm about to put you in one. And then Jake, kind of in a roundabout way, calls Darby a weenie. Uh, turns attention to Sting, says, "You know, you know, we know each other. The winds of change are coming." Tony Khan better realize that he don't, he doesn't play with fire. Archer is the biggest, baddest dude here. Tony uh, Shivani gets the mic back. Like, all right, I'm sorry for the interruption. Guess who stumbles out next? I hold on a second though. I love this so because when Jake 
made the weenie in a hot dog bun uh, gag or uh, whatever to Darby. Darby turns to the camera and you could tell that dude wanted to laugh. Because he was like, oh my God, Jake Roberts. He was like, a bun, where is this going? And they called him yeah. a weenie. And he was like, oh, that's pretty funny, actually. It's really <laughs> bad, but it's kind of yeah. funny. Because he didn't, I don't think he expected it. It was a roundabout way to get there, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Team Taz comes out. Uh, Taz is about to talk. Brian Cage grabs the mic from him. And he goes, hey, I got something to say to Sting. You know where this is going immediately. <laughs> Sting show. So apparently says, they've been kind of building to this on like dark or ele- like was oh, yeah, Hobbs's they- promo on dark on elevation? Like, was there any indication there? No. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He, yeah, his, his promo on uh, elevation was all about Brandon Cutler. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. Cage says, Sting, you show up and you stick your nose in our business. And uh, after the damnedest street fight we've ever had, uh, you know what? I respect you, Sting. I respect it has, like, you. Oh, what? Hey, no. And he's like, he's all, he's all trying to get up there to get the mic back from Kay just, Kay just like pushed him off. And he's like, you know, I got to say, too, Ricky Starks is wrong. With oh. or without your bat, you're still an icon. Oh, and my team gosh. Taz basically oh, melts down. They get pissed off. They got so pissed. Good for Brian Cage. That's great. He's like, me and my new tag team partner, Lizard Steve, we're going to take over this place. Mm-hmm. Sting, can I, can I join you, Sting? He's a mark uh, we got for a pretty, Sting, man. It's great. Apparently. A uh, pretty cool Scorpio Sky video package. Ooh, um, yeah. Tired of acting like I'm not one of the best in the world because I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. going to hurt people with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. After that, we had uh, Phoenix versus Angelico. Uh, I mean, Phoenix won this with a sit-down driver thing. Uh, I mean, this was great. This is fun stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to go into details. It's a bunch of really cool It was a lot of map based stuff. Yeah, it was rad. Which from Phoenix, you don't we don't really see as much uh, as we do of the you know doing all the crazy stuff off the rope, suicide diving over the barricade, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't nearly as much of this. It was more map based. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had a Miro interview with Marvez. I loved every second of this. Miro's doing some pull ups. Uh, Marvez uh, comes in and it's like, hey, talk about uh, uh, Chuck and Orange uh, issuing a challenge. And Miro says, you know, uh, Charles is really sweetening the deal by offering to become uh, my butler for life. But you know what? I've moved on. It's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And the Kip steps in. He goes, oh, I'm not ready to move on. They ruined my wedding. Uh, and then Kip reminds Miro that he pushed Chuck into Penelope. Now Ford is hurt. Mm-hmm. And Miro you know, says, hey, the worst thing that can happen to your career is to have your have her ringside. Have your wife. Yeah, he's. I've learned the worst thing that yeah. happened to your career is having your wife ringside. Yeah. Ringside says, in the ring, I don't care about you. I don't care about your wife. I don't care about any of this drama. I only care about my destiny become world champ. But outside of the ring, we could still be friends. Boy, Kip really cucks himself here, too. He's like, oh, yeah, I want that, too, for you. I want you to be, to champion. be, I know. To be champion. I know. Jeez, Kip. Grow up here. Anyways, after that, we had a Dark Order interview where they're asked who in the Dark Order is going to accept Darby Allen's challenge. And negative one comes from behind, slips Freak. through somebody's legs and said, it's going to be me. And Uno says, okay, dude, look, maybe in a decade, you're only nine years old. And they all sort of, he's like, okay, so who's it going to be? And they all sort of sheepishly raise their hands, except for John Silver and, and Reynolds. And Reynolds says, well, what about John? And, uh, and they immediately, he's like, oh, yeah, Johnny Hungy. And they all start chanting meat. It was funny. Yeah, it was great. Uh, then we get a quick bit with the pinnacle taking over the inner circle's dressing room. And then we get our main event, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Lights oh, out. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Just to start. Just I don't even know if this happened before the bell or after. but uh, It did. If you talk about the crutch shot. The crutch did. shot, yeah. Reba hits Thunder Rosa with the crutch. And then Britt hit, hits an air raid crash on the stage. 
oh, grabs wow. a chair, tries to swing for the head. Uh, Thunderosa chucks the chair at uh, Britt's head, takes it to her. We're off to the races. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. So, uh, yeah, Thunderosa hit Britt with it, chokes her with it. Uh, I think she hits, it, hits uh, Rebel with it. Um, they start brawling up to the crowd. Uh, Thunderosa misses a cannonball into a chair on Britt. Um, Britt sends Rosa into the wall on the stage. Then her and Rebel set up a table ringside, and the Britt goes in the ring, walks to the stage, and then curb stomps Thunderosa's head on the ring steps. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then she tosses a bunch of chairs in the ring. We cut back to Thunderosa. She's busted open. Um, and so Britt tries to slam Thunderosa's face into a chair set up in the corner. Thunder blocks that, suplexes Britt to the corner. Follows with chair shots. Britt hits a bunch of forearms in the corner and then hits a superplex onto a pile of chairs, but mm-hmm. only gets her a two count. Mm-hmm. Rebel puts a ladder in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunderosa bulldogs Britt into it. That earns her a two count. Uh, Drop kicks the ladder into Britt's face. Yes, yeah, sorry. Britt's, thank you. Thank Britt you. Britt gets opened up from that. Really nasty. Thunderosa bites, bites the wound. Yeah. Uh, Britt responds with a super kick, follows a flat ladder onto the ladder. Uh, Britt goes up top. Uh, Thunderosa beats her up there, hits a DVD off the top rope onto the ladder. Another two count. Uh, Thunderosa sets up a chair. Uh, Britt DDTs Thunderosa into it, follows with a curb stomp onto the mm-hmm. chair. Only gets her a two. Yeah. Britt gets the glove from Rebel. Rebel also hands Britt uh, uh, a bag of thumbtacks. It she was dumps them in the middle of the ring. Massive amount of thumbtacks, too. There was a ton, yeah. So Britt goes for a swinging neck breaker. Thunderosa escapes that. She looks for a power bomb. Bow, a bomb. Britt escapes that. Uh, Rebel comes in, takes a swing at Thunderosa with the crutch. Uh, Thunderosa evades that. I believe hits Rebel with the crutch herself. That sends her the apron, and then Rosa uh, boots Rebel off the apron through one of the tables set up ringside, and then power bombs Britt into the thumbtacks. Man, Britt kicks out. There was, there was a, a ton, shit ton of tacks. A ton on a her ton. back. Oh boy. So then Britt locks in lockjaw on top of the tacks. And then Rosa kind of rolls her over on her back, so her she rolls into the, the tax even more, so she breaks the hold. Britt hits a super kick, pushes Rosa to the apron, goes to the top rope. Uh, Thunder Rosa grabs her, hits the fire thunder driver through the table on the floor to get the win. Hell of a bout. Absolutely Just crazy. Stuff. Absolutely crazy. I wonder if anybody, when they were putting this thing together, suggested they do the thumbtacks, given that Britt's a, do- a dentist thumbtacks inside the mouth thing that I think like, I don't know, we've seen a couple times. Yeah, they did Ring of Honor. Uh, mm. It was Ch- it was Trent that got the mouthful of thumbtacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the Hardy versus Rapongi Vice versus Young Bucks, I think, because it was like a ladder match in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I remember watching it. Yeah. I thought that too, because at one point after the powerbomb spot, it looks like Thunder Rosa when she was like, looks like she had her hand down by the thumbtacks, and I thought she was going to grab a, a handful of them. I thought we were going to get it with the uh, with the claw, maybe. Um, mm. but, uh, but yeah, regardless, that might've been too much <laughs> for, for TNT. I don't know, but man, this was, uh, this was absolutely fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. stuff. Let's go ahead absolutely and fantastic. answer some questions here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward sure. slash Steve and Larson. I have a thread up and I know we've got some chatters do, here, uh, on the Twitch. Yeah. On the Twitch, uh, infamous rated R asked, was tonight's AEW dynamite pre-recorded? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. If you're unsure, you can hear on the commentary, especially when they go to commercial, that they record those after the fact because the quality of the audio is slightly oh, different. different. Yeah, I know. Uh, organ grinders. So, is there a difference between a lights out match and a standard no DQ match? I believe lights out matches are unsanctioned by AEW, so they don't count towards the win loss record, whereas no DQ matches are sanctioned by the company mm-hmm. and therefore 
uh, are part of the records. JTV has a good question here. Do you think in a year's time, MJF and his new group will be with all the, if they'll have all the gold, and if so, if so, who should win the TNT Championship, Spears or Wardlow? Uh, I think they should do an all the gold thing. I think that once Hangman gets it off Kenny, the next logical step would be Hangman versus MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as totally. far as uh, who do you think, Spears or Wardlow? I feel like Wardlow is Wardlow's like the Batista, but you got to save that for a while. You know, he's going to be the guy that that turns on the group that, that gets a baby face push out of the away. group. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, maybe Spears. I mean, you could do a Spears thing where he gets it and then, uh, you know, he can maybe fight Cody for it. <laughs> and then Cody wins again. And then Cody wins. <sighs> Adrian C., this is more like one of the more like one of the best television matches of recent years, to be honest. It was fantastic. The main event was great. Yeah, the episode through and through is actually pretty darn good. Apart from Cody being Penta, I agree. See, but that's so Cody. I love it. It's amazing. Space Apostle with the sub. Thank you. Maybe that's why I heard Cody when Darby was doing his pro, because it was, in my mind it was it was still upset that Cody... It's working. See, here's the thing. It's not that Cody won. It's how the victory happened. I agree. I agree. It's hilarious. Dog authority fit because it didn't make any sense. Usually it's funny because usually he's the guy who's all about making sense in the ring, you know? This didn't make any sense. Yeah, you just had your sense. arm broken. Dog authority figure. If the AEW video game has a story mode that follows the career of one wrestler, who should Cody. it be? Cody. <laughs> well, not who will it be. It's who should it oh, be. Oh, sorry. Um, It'd be great if it was Thunder Rosa and like Billy Corgan was in it. She's like, come on, I'm huge in AEW. Just let me out of this contract. It would be interesting if they did some, uh, someone like Jungle Boy, who mm. oh, that's good. You know, had made somewhat of a name for himself in the indies, but wasn't quite to the level of some of the other people that that joined the company. You can um, put it on uh, Legend mode, and it'll be Marco Stunt. There you go. <laughs> uh, and because I'm just saying this based on because I said elevation, he's wrestled more matches in AEW than anybody else. Um. That's it. A, a, a story like that where you got a guy who's known, but not as well known as a lot of the other people in the company uh, in trying to make a name for himself. <laughs> Locomotif says, hidden character, dark hair Cody. <laughs> Superman returns Cody. He said that was the inspiration behind it. Um, was the death of Superman storyline. From the comic books? Yeah. Well, he didn't have a mullet. No, but he just... Did he have yeah, a silver the, tie? Is that what he was wearing? Was he rocking a silver tie? I do, he had a, like a dark suit, but I yeah, he had a really was, like, dark, dark suit. I thought his inspiration was Eddie Munster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have taken inspiration from Justice League and grew out a mustache, but then have it digitally altered. Right, <laughs> 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 what's going on? Uh, Moses supposes is it Sting becoming AEW's? It's boss time. I'm hoping these weekly Sting interviews will end soon. I love, you know what, man? Here's the thing. I've said this before. It's why I like NXT. I like, and I don't, with AEW, I don't know if it's, if it's the Tony Khan has to understand, like he's got to know this is a, this is a, this is a joke at this point, all the Sting interviews. And then of course, I mean, we had Archer turn. He, I mean, I know it happened last week, but Archer was about to be the biggest face on the roster. And now his predilection for interrupting people has yeah. turned him into into a bad guy, and then you have Cage out there. I respect you, Stinger Man. Yeah. 
Uh, Dark Shadow Zake is Larson has said in previous weeks. I agree, they're doing blood and guts, but not the one we are going to get. But uh, with Pinnacle versus Inner Circle, uh, you could be. I don't know. We'll see. It's about to be a hundred dollars richer. Uh, ten dollars uh, a year for the next ten years. We didn't. We didn't agree to a payment plan. Uh, correct. We didn't. That's what I'm offering. The glo- oh, okay, five dollars a year for twenty years. The glorious Steve Klein. Hey, friendos, between you two, who would rock the Sting Soul Patch better? <laughs> uh, well, I'm. Can you start- grow it? Can you grow one? Yeah, it probably's not going to look great, but I could probably grow mm-hmm. one. I mean, I have one. I don't shave that. I don't know if off. anybody can could can rock one of those as good as, as the Stinger. Mm-mm. Uh, YouTube, and it's kind of like if <clears throat> Hangman got the title against Jericho, it wouldn't have worked. And look at him now. Destined for it. That's what they've done so well with him with Brit too. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. They've really some of the the, the talents like Paige, like Brit, uh, several others. They're really taking their time with them, mm-hmm. and, I, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, organ grinder. Steve might need to replace that Brit pick in the upper right with a bloodier pick of her from tonight. Uh, I know, I know. This was like the first one that I did. And I sort of put less time because you know why they don't have those those perfectly made renders like WWE.com mm-hmm. has. So, uh, but I like this. But yeah, maybe I'll change it. I think I still have the, the Photoshop doc. Oh, cool. Uh, Broken wheelchair says I thought I heard them call Red Velvet number one contender after Cargill's match. I heard that too, but I thought I also heard the crowd chanting Cody. So, not a dependable source here. I want to go back. I don't think I taped that part because I, I just taped the uh, the last match to get like a thumbnail possibility because um, I got tired of having to go on Twitter and see all these people like taking pictures off their TV screens for a thumbnail. Um, you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to go back and uh, see if I can I can hear if the people were, were chanting Cody and then fixed it to Brody. Cody, Cody. Oh, wait, no, Brody. We know what you're getting at now. Uh, Patrick Oliva, is this still Cody knowingly being Triple H? Here's the thing. I'm still not 100%. I know that's your theory. I'm not 100% convinced this is all a rib on Triple H. Okay. I don't think it all. I don't think tonight was. I think he no. thought that was perfect wrestling logic. The latter match completely and totally was. Clearly was. 100% was. The man took a sledgehammer to a throne. So he goes yeah. to that well from time to time. That ladder that. match, hundred percent. I, I think was. the story of the ladder match was more literally Cody being the mountain that the winner had to climb to get that brass ring. I think that's more on point. I, 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 there was nothing specific about that matter ladder match that I felt like brought up Triple H specifically. I don't think that he was literally referencing Triple H. I think he was referencing people like Triple H, and Triple H is the biggest example of that. I mean, they had a literal giant brass ring. They yeah. were, he was totally referencing the referencing concept. The WWE thing. Yes, totally. No, I get that. All that. And I Triple that. H is the thing that most represents that. So, I mean, did, you know, did he come out with, um, 
you know, a Terminator head? No. But Maybe I mean, clearly it was it was meant to be that type of character. Uh, favorite customer power ranked the top five royal families in pro wrestling. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, who's the number one royal family in wrestling? It's got to be the Hearts, right? Cool. No. Oh. Well, no. Okay, it's probably the the Samoan dynasty, huh? Yeah. 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 That's probably number one. And then probably the Roach family. Okay, who's their Brett? Dusty? Yeah. Because while Stu Hart's a name, I wasn't, you know, he, I think he made his name more running Stampede and training people as opposed to. You think the Roses, the Roses is, is a bigger, is a bigger, uh, they're, they're number two to the, to the Hearts? I, th- I think so. Well, uh, there's no official. You're in your head. That's, that's the case. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like the hearts are up there. Oh, they are. If the the hearts are probably three in my in my estimation. Oh, the McMahon's, <laughs> the Guerreros. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about the the. I wouldn't put the Von Erichs over the Rhodes. They really had one guy. And as huge and popular as they were, it was more still a regional. They were huge and popular in one place. Granted, it was a large place. It was Texas. Yeah, Texas. But still, it was like one place. Whereas Dusty was like a a huge star nationwide, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you got British Bulldog. You got Owen Hart. You got Natalia now. She's pretty good. I think of, I just, here's the thing. I I think what pushes the roads over the edge in my book is that Dusty was the top star of any member of the Rhodes family or any member of the Hart family. You think Dusty was a bigger star than Bret Hart? Okay. Agree to disagree on that one. Very well. Wow, listen to you. You think I like this? For Bret Hart. You think I like this? You think I like the position you put me in? Maybe that's the point of all this, huh? I mean, I prefer the Steiners. <laughs> I prefer Dusty Rhodes. I just don't know that that's the. I don't know that's the case. Oh, Dusty was massive, massive in the late seventies, man. In the NWA, yeah. But fans of WWE didn't know what the NWA was, man. That's not true. Dusty wrestled for WWF. Yeah, WWF, in like WWF. in like freaking polka dots. No, no, no. Before that. I know, Before but I mean, come company. on, like, come on. He wasn't like a freaking mainstay in like their no, biggest but times. That, but the, I but, mean, everybody you know, wrestles for the WWF at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Brett main event at WrestleMania is just like the biggest thing you could possibly do. WWE is kind of the end all be all of wrestling, Larson. Let me explain this to you. Well, there's here's the thing. WWE no, and then there's everything else. Let me explain this to you. <laughs> From like 1985 and after, yeah, but there's like 60, 70 years professional wrestling history that that predates WWE as as a national power, and you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, I don't really have to. You do. You do. I don't really have to. You do. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like selling out, like you know, Wembley and selling out WrestleManias and stuff. I don't like saying this, but like Bret Hart, I think was a bigger star than Dusty Rhodes. Mm -mm. 
I kind of don't even think it's close, to be honest with you. I think oh, if you wow. want to compare Flair and Brett, then you have a different thing going on. Then it's wow. like, yeah, Ric Flair's a bigger deal. I don't think Dusty is. Dusty totally is. Uh... <laughs> Maggie says, whatever the last name of Kane and Undertaker's family is. <laughs> the Bears, right? It's the, the Bears. Bear family, it's the, yeah, Bears. the Bear family. Uh, Zondo, thing I want more than anything. Every week, Penta breaks another Nightmare family's arm, and then he scurries away, shouting "Sero Miedo." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he just he just goes ringside, and does this. <laughs> oh man. Stevens J says Brett doesn't have a tournament n- named after him. To be fair, that's true. He doesn't. Well, here's have another a thing too: is, is you take even if you just take Dusty's post wrestling in ring career into account, amazing stuff. Creator of Starcade, creator of War Games, creator of so much oh. stuff. He brought RoboCop to wrestling. You know what though, dude? He is the only person. He's the only person that Kevin Nash singled out as being a dick. In his book. But there was one reason. Because he, he, he gave him a Wizard of Oz gimmick. Isn't that crazy that like that? Because it felt like he was le- like that was legitimate to Kevin Nash. Like they spent a lot of time in the same company. You know what I think it is? Is Kevin Nash probably thought, hey, I'm young. I'm huge. I haven't been injured as much as I eventually will be. <laughs> you know, I could talk. I'm a good looking dude. I should be a license to print money for your company. Yet you, I think that's what he says. You put me in a green cape. That is what he what says. Are you thinking, but don't, but isn't it strange that like his stance on Dusty didn't soften in the subsequent years I'm after they? Sure, was this was this the same video he was drinking a glass of red wine, too? Yeah, what's that got to do with it? Well, I mean, sometimes you have a couple of drinks and I don't know. He was like the You're one not. guy that he said this yeah, about. Everybody else, he was like, "Oh, it's my brother." Talk to him every week. Oh, it's my brother. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. him. Love him. Love him. Yeah. Dusty, dick. Put me in a green wizard's hat and costume. I'm like, but you were in WCW with him for like, he was NWO. Dusty was he in was, the NWO. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird that like he never would get over it. It is weird. It is weird. I'm trying to make sense of it. I thought maybe he I was just drinking. think that he it was, was drinking and maybe he just, he just like, you know, just sometimes you, you have a couple of drinks. Well, and... it just makes me wonder if down the line he had more problems because, you know, Kevin Nash was a booker at WCW at one point. Dusty was possible. at one point. I think that's probably more to do with maybe, it. Maybe, but it's interesting that he, the, the example he points out is that's not true, that. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's Oz, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Probably has nothing to do with alcohol, but again, just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. No, it might be the booze. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Any more questions? Um, one more good question. I'm out of them on the Patreon. Oh, okay. I'll find another good one. Uh, some people are here saying they heard Cody when the crowd was chanting. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. So I don't feel too oh. bad. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Somebody said they heard Cody, and then they think they, the crowd changed to Brody. Yeah, Thurgood says, I heard Cody first, but then Brody. I want to go back and watch this tape, dude. Me too. I want to go Me back. Th- I am really, I really want to know this um, because uh, I, I think Cody has us all has successfully conditioned us all. He, he's in my head, man. He, Dude, he is. He is. <laughs> Fear and loathing. Could Kristen Cage replace Brian Cage and Team Taz with Taz acting like nothing happened? <laughs> Hey, we got Cage over here. 
Yeah, I'm the, I'm the I'm the workhorse. I'm not a workhorse. I'm the workhorse. I got so confused at that because I was like, kind of. He was talking so fast and he was so sweaty that, like, when he said, "I'm not a workhorse. I'm the workhorse," I was like, "Wait a second! You just said you're not a workhorse. Now you He's are a workhorse." A, he is the V. Yeah, I know. And then after I was the. like, "Oh, he said the." Come on, keep up, Steve. Uh, Jorge the D. thing is, the workhorse never really wins the title, though, does it? Well, Brett did. Well, the Intercontinental <laughs> title, yes. Yeah, the he, Intercontinental, but, exactly. Well, yeah, Brett did. But he's not that. But he, so, but is he is he a huge star or no? Because he's the workhorse. Uh, he is the one workhorse that broke through to massive star, way bigger than Dusty Rhodes. Not way, no, no. <laughs> but you admit that he is. <laughs> no, I don't. Jorge D says match these AEW wrestlers with corresponding fast food restaurants. Cody, McDonald's. The institution. Yeah, well, no, but he's not the Burger King because it's like the royal family. And I imagine if you go to like his restaurant, like it doesn't like, you know, it's like, man, why can't I find a Rhodes King around here? A Burger, a Burger Rhodes King around here. None of them are open Well, anymore. if he's Burger King, then Jericho's McDonald's. <laughs> What's MJF? Um, Salt of the earth, he's salty, he's Wendy's. <laughs> oh gosh. Ah, that's perfect. Mox. Mox. Oh man, dude, the Arby's. standard. <laughs> We've got the meat. No, that's the dark orders. Arby's. Oh, We've right. got the meat. All right. All right. Mox would be uh like uh rallies or or or, uh, or Sonic <laughs> Drive-In or something. Mox is no, Mox is Jack in the Box. I could see that. Okay, yeah, that's I good. could what see about, that. What about Sting? Oh, dude. Old uh sort of is, you know, not really all that useful anymore, but you have really strong nostalgia for him. That sounds like McDonald's for me. Yeah, Sting might be McDonald's. All right. Jericho could be like Carl's Jr. or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jericho's Carl's Jr. Yeah, he's flame broiled. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We're going to figure out who's a bigger star, Dusty Rhodes or uh, Bret Hart. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. 
Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 